Shelby and Matt. And I would just like to say at the start that I am not here of my own free will. I have been taken hostage. This is October 17th. Uh, I have the newspaper in my hand. I'm still alive. If you're listening to this, please send help. Send someone to find me. Very vividly that I was like, oh, you want to do this? I didn't think you want to do this. But you, good sir. We're like, well, let's do it. I mean, there's nothing else coming out. Like, it's a dead week. Like, might as well talk about it. I mean, it is a dead week. And also, like, I feel like at this point, I've listened to all these albums. I've discussed other tapes. Like, I watched the documentary. I was like, like, we might as well cover this. It's not like, wow. It's not like this is the first time that I've had to, (laughs) you know, go through this. Um, I was trying to think about this while... I was watching the movie. Which which thing were you in? Oh, I was in the reputation. What do you mean? Yeah, like what? Like what the, was the, the concert video? Yes, Reputation. Did we watch that, or did I no. just see that clip a million times? No, on you're your Instagram? a huge hater. You never watched it. You've never seen anything Taylor does, unless I forced you, and that was before. That was before we had the podcast. Well, it might not have been before, but well, because it came out in twenty seventeen. I don't know, but you didn't watch it, even though you okay. should have. Okay, but I, but I, I saw By the art. clip of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish okay. I was in this one again. Because, see, I didn't remember watching another concert thing, but then I was like, but well, Shelby was in it in one. And I remember <laughs> seeing that. So I was like, did I watch it? And then just sort of like delete that from my brain because I no. hated that album so much. <laughs> and then I was like, maybe she was in the documentary. And the documentary was somehow connected to the concert. No, no, no. Okay, no. no. It is Reputation Stadium Tour. Um around the hour 30 mark uh right before she sings long live um full full face shot yes. me at my Cuts directly greatest to you. moment <laughs> not your co-host Most powerful who was cropped of out of the scene i know i know she's gotta Drama. start wearing heels around me i guess because she was just <laughs> right up my shoulder too short uh yeah but yeah no um this is the eras tour uh, movie edition. Uh, What's I, the technical title of this? Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour? Yeah, I think so. I was like, I, it was confusing to me slightly because I was, was like, wait, is there a... <laughs> no, no, I was just like, I was like, wait, is it like... Because I was going to the Wikipedia page or whatever oh, and yeah, I was like, yeah, wait, yeah. is this the movie or is this a tour? Because I feel yeah. like it, like, you know, Taylor likes to be very specific about her titling. I was shocked <laughs> that this wasn't like Taylor Swift, the heiress tour, Taylor's version, the movie version, the high school, <laughs> the musical from the vault, cut from the cloth, not Scooter Braun. That would be a good title, honestly. Um, but no, it's well, just the Taylor, reach story. out if you need yeah. more, uh, just like very clearly stated yeah so i've been i've been hesitant for this conversation um i feel like you might be digging your heels in i don't know how you feel about this movie we haven't talked about it but before we get into that um should we talk a little bit about the 
the making of the the current situation, the sheer amount of cash Taylor is now rolling in thanks to her direct deal with AMC. Well, yeah, I, I was like, I think that there's like four things actually to discuss with this. And I yeah. sort of don't know what order to get into them. But there's the actual like Taylor Swift era's tour like concert. Right. Then there is the movie version of that concert, which we oh, saw. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah. there is the like fan hullabaloo and sort Love of the it. eventizement <laughs> of this movie coming out. And then on top of that, you have sort of like the box office making of global, like the sort of like film behind the scenesy kind of things. Yeah. Um, that are a whole separate storyline. Yeah. So I don't know exactly how. And then well, I guess there's that. Let's then there's the you and me. That. And then there's <laughs> you and me. That's my whole world. Uh, they whisper in the hallway. She's a bad bad girl. Do okay. They? Um, but no. Okay. Let's yeah. talk about the beginning because we knew this was coming out. So you and I have talked about this a little bit on yes. the podcast, I think, when it was first announced. But she skirted the middleman. She agreed to all the SAG-AFTRA um, rules so that she could record this in the midst of their strike. So this was filmed during her LA tour, um, night one and two. So I think it was the Thursday, Friday. Um, and it was announced pretty quickly after that is that the this strike, would be coming to theaters. Is the strike the main reason why she skipped the studios? Because they so she I wouldn't think, have been able to do it? Or like or wouldn't that have mattered? Because like Yeah, I don't think it would have mattered because is she a member of SAG AFTRA? Like I guess she probably she is, is, but But I think it was mostly around like the the production of it, right? So she needed to get she couldn't work she had to prove that oh i'll pay my director well oh the cameraman will be paid well like all of that but then i don't think if she had wanted to sell it to netflix i think she technically could have because it's just a distributor at that point right so it's not like there's a full strike except i guess they are struck companies so then she couldn't promote it as a sag member right yeah so i think Ultimately, the the rumor is that she did float the idea to different um, distributors. Yeah, I've heard she shopped that. Well, or that she yeah shopped it around at some point or yeah. other. But then it I wasn't guess I don't like know a if good that's enough before deal. she was shot, uh, before it was shot, or after it was shot. Yeah, yeah, because it happened quickly. But clearly, this was a plan. It wasn't like she was halfway through a tour and she was like, "Oh, I guess I should film this." <laughs> um, so yeah, it's probably been in the works since she'd been planning the tour, but. Ultimately, she just decided to go around the customary um, machinations and just work directly with the AMC CEO to like make this deal happen. So basically, I think it's forty three percent like went to the the theaters themselves, like of revenue, and then the rest of it is split just down the middle for Taylor and AMC. So, yeah. It, and it didn't cost her that much, right? Because it's a, I think they estimated it was between 10 and $20 million to produce it. And, you know, that's chump change for Taylor at this stage in her life. So, of course, why bother bringing in some sort of production company if she can just do it herself and foot the bill and earn it back in a single weekend? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, yeah, she's all... Because she already has, like, cameramen and stuff at the concert who are filming for the screens and whatnot. So it's not that much more effort to, yes, 
film. I mean, obviously her concerts are more involved than, you know, if it's just like somebody playing at uh, Rockefeller Center or whatever. But yeah, she's already doing it. it. I think it's a good, I mean, obviously it's a good move for Taylor because she's making lots of money off of this. I also think it's a good move for the the theaters because yeah. they have been having trouble sort of getting increasingly pushed out by the film studios and you know they need these movies from film studios so they can't really balk that much at it but you know they used to have a 90 day exclusivity window yeah. then that got bumped down to something like in the 40 day range due to um during covid lots of stuff now is going straight to streaming it's not even going to theaters um or it's playing like more limited runs in theaters like obviously netflix stuff they have their own theaters that they run things through for like qualifying releases so this is something that they don't have to share money with a studio Mm. i mean obviously they have to give money to taylor but they don't have to deal with the studio people. And also this is something that the studios then are losing money on because they yeah. would be making money off of this movie that they're not anymore. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, Taylor Swift initially made it with AMC, but then she made deals with uh, some of the other theater chains. Beyonce has now done this exact same thing for her concert video that's coming out in December. Like it seems like you could see this model happening more and more and more in the future for these like live eventy kind of things. And then who knows? Cause like independent films are purchased by studios and then distributed through theaters. But if an independent film can make a deal directly with the theaters and then sort of later option, those yeah. rights to, uh, to, um, to a streamer that might be better for them because they're yeah. going to be making money m- for a longer time in the theaters, but then also, you know, like they can keep renegotiating that contract with HBO or whoever to put it on their streaming platform rather than just sell all of the rights away for. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see how this plays out. I know. Um, And it is like, like you said, Beyonce followed a similar model, but it is like this whole idea ruffled feathers because one she didn't tell anyone that this was happening until she announced it with amc so then these other companies were like wait you're supposed to let me know so i can plan my movie release like in good faith and so then a bunch of movies like decided to move away from that weekend um she also changed the ticketing price to be cutesy references to her um interest like 19.99 for adults and 13 dollars for kids um well it also doesn't it also isn't um, featured in any yeah. of the like stub subscription plans, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. And she made it, I don't know if this is standard, like I'm sure this is language that's standard for distributors to have, but it's the agreement is that every AMC theater who, or every theater that picks it up has to show it at least four times a day, Thursday through Sunday during each week of its run. So it's like, <laughs> she's just, she's holding house. I mean, I think it will be interesting to see how many other people do this and how feasible it is for stars that aren't at Taylor and Beyonce's like level. Um, because yeah, it is kind of a question mark of like, well, if you don't need the middleman, then why, why play around with it? But it probably is just easier for smaller films to wrap it all up in one single deal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. 
Um, but, but it no, is really it, interesting. It was a huge success. I mean, she broke the AMC app. It was the most like, I don't remember all the stats. It was like the most pre-sales uh, record number globally and domestically. It became the highest grossing concert film of all time. It's ended its first week with 123 million. Um, it has like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like everything's like looking great for her on a success metric. Well, yeah. And it's just, it's like her fans are obviously, there's so many of them. They're very obsessed. They <laughs> love an event. They love putting things together. Like, I mean, they've yeah. been selling the NFL out of jerseys <laughs> for this guy that she's dating. Like the ticket prices on his games have gone up. Mm, like there's yeah. all kinds of crazy things that, aren't even like her like that's only tangentially related right. to her where this actually is her so yeah obviously her fans are going to go see this a million times um and they're going to make it a whole big live event and yeah. like i went to the theater so which you witnessed and in, in real <laughs> you went to the biggest theater like the most crowded event you could right yeah yeah no 100 <laughs> percent no, I couldn't do that because the tickets were already sold out. Like, <laughs> I think that what happened, I saw this on Saturday morning at 8.30 a.m. in an IMAX that had four or five people in there. There was like a couple of Swifties, <laughs> an elderly Japanese man, me. Like, it was very, it was very bare bones. I know. I should have been like, like what? like, what was going on? But I think this is what happened because I remember looking early on at the at the tickets and thinking like oh yeah like maybe we won't be able to do this for the podcast because i mm -hmm. think everything is going to be sold out but then i think that they added earlier yeah shows and i think they added this 8 30 show because the amc next to me is not usually open that early and <laughs> i was gonna say and i think that by the time they added it the swifties had already got their tickets and so nobody was like really re-looking to see and then also just like who wants to be up at 8 30 in the morning anyways right. to go watch this so so i didn't get to witness the full <laughs> effect of like people singing people dancing people throwing things at the screen like rolling in the aisles crying <sighs> but i will say this so when i got there at 8 30 in the morning theater empty i get my you know i brought a bagel or whatever go sit down watch the movie as i'm leaving this would have been what like 11 something like yeah, the theater the was packed. The concession <laughs> line was longer than I have ever seen it before. There were so many like little girls in outfits so who were like taking pictures next to the various signs. They were buying the popcorn tub. They were getting the poster. Like they were just everywhere. And mm. And, you know, like, chit-chatting with each other, like, hey, like, do we, which concert were you at? And, the, and, like, the abbreviations that I was hearing, like, oh, like this is just me. I sort of was, like, lurking around a little bit to, like, you know, assess right. the Research. vibes. Yeah. But, like, these girls were, like, um, what did they say? They were, like... They were like, were you at NJ Night 3? And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, these people, like these like 12-year-olds are like on a whole different online lingo. And then the other one's like, oh, no, I was Night 2. Like, 
It's crazy (laughs) how like in the world they are and how it's completely separate from anything else. Like they, (laughs) they could not have cared about any of the other movies that were there. Like they, like who knows when was the last time they went to the movie theater, but like they will be there. They like uh, the agreement says will be there four times a day, (laughs) every day of the week for at least the two month run. As long as it's running. Yeah, of course. I decided to um, do the opposite of you for 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 research for for this. Oh segment. yes, of course. Um, so I got the last seat in the IMAX theater Saturday night, um, and it was just full, and it, it wasn't as rowdy but as like still a little fake fan because you weren't there on Thursday. I know. I know, and I didn't even pay for it. Like, let's be real. Oh yeah, I also did it. I mean, I mean, I technically I mean, got a ticket to Paw Patrol <laughs> at eight forty-five. I was supporting my beloved movie, The Creator. Um, <laughs> that right there is the real uh, low and blow. We're into darlings, um, the unheard of films. You were there to support the Asian community. Yes, yeah, um, but no, I went into the last, got the last seat. It was full of people. There were these little girls like passing out. Um, like glow glow the dark bracelets which was very cute but everyone was like i was a little worried because i have been around you know a gamut of swifties like i fall probably in the middle of like unappealing concert mates you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um and it can swing wild wildly to the right where it's like you're shrieking you're like you said rolling around doing dance numbers in the middle of the theater but this was all like it was really nice everyone was singing along but it wasn't like was everybody seated or were people standing most everyone like everyone behind me was seated i was like right in the like you know like the handicap row so right before the lower bowl thing and so there was a group of like teenagers and tweens that would dance in the corner of the like main floor but they were very careful never to go like in the center of the screen. And it was like, honestly, really charming to watch how they'd get like excited over different eras or whatnot. And some of them had their little like Taylor Swift light up sticks that they were selling. I don't know. But everyone was just like chill and it was fun. And it was just like a sing along session. Did you dress up? I didn't dress up. Well, I was wearing my Taylor Swift concert like tour shirt. So I guess in that sense, I was on theme. Yes. But I was not dressed up. There were some people in like the pajama costumes and stuff, but nothing like over the top, um, which I wasn't sure what hideous, would happen. because um things that people wore to the concerts. They, those yeah. Were making an appearance. <laughs> They're and, like, you know what? This is too uncomfortable. I made my dues already. They were like, um, I bled through those yeah. <laughs> shoes. So actually I can't wear them anymore. Yeah. But no, I think it was a, I was worried about it. I was worried I wouldn't be able to hear it or like it be too much like sensory overload, but it was actually like, I mean, I was in IMAX, so maybe the sound is just better generally, but it was like, I couldn't tell what was the audience in the movie singing and what was the audience around me singing. And um, I had a good time. I also think that probably seeing it on Saturday also eliminated some of the people. Like, I think that those Thursday screenings were deranged. Like, I was was trolling around on Twitter and TikTok, like, looking for clips. And I think, you know, it's slightly hard to videotape in a movie theater, even if you 
even if people are, you know, getting up and standing and whatever, just because yeah. the lighting's bad. But they were like Blair Witch Project sort of yeah. videos because they're like in the dark and the camera's spinning <laughs> around and there's people spotlight. just like yeah. like crying and singing. There's one where there's like a whole group of people like holding hands, like doing some sort of midsummer-esque circle in front of the stage. To be fair, but even still, but even still, like it was like. I don't know. It they yeah. they also sort of reminded me of like church rallies I would go to growing <laughs> up, you know, where it's Speaking like where it's like yeah. every yeah, no, where like everybody sort of gets riled up and then it's like, oh, somebody's in the aisle and somebody's on the floor <laughs> and you know, people are are screaming and crying and hugging each other and whatever. Uh, uh, there was definitely that yeah. sort of energy God, in the sure. videos. <laughs> I was I was dealing more with a ben- monastic spiritual experience. We were up early, we were there yeah, alone. Yeah. Yeah, we were taking solemn. Yes, but... we were taking it in. It was sort of our act of penance for the day. <laughs> yeah, no, it it seems like there's a mess of opinions about it. I was pleasantly surprised though, because you or Rob sent me a video of them like doing that dance circle. And all the comments, it was from a Beyonce account, but all the comments were like, as if we're not gonna be doing this for her show, like as soon as, you know, blah, blah, blah happens, like I'm gonna be, you know. And so it seems like there's been this turn, which we talked about with Barbie and we've talked about with Taylor throughout this the her era's door but like there's a sudden acceptance and celebration of like what's usually diminished as merely female interest and there's more of this like willingness to engage in the corny and cheesy and celebratory kind of excuse to enjoy life in this hellscape we find ourselves in um so I think generally this came out at a really perfect time because, you know, people haven't had the opportunity to like connect and like people haven't had the opportunity to go and have an event at a movie theater. And so it's something people are craving. It hits that nostalgia, you know, scratches that nostalgia itch for people of our generation. It excites people who haven't had that in the newer generation. So I don't know. I think it was just a fun time for community at large i also do think that it is riding high on the barbie thing because i think everybody went and saw barbie they loved that experience of getting dressed up and going to the theaters and whatever and we're sort of looking for like oh what's the next version of that that i can do (laughs) and you know it's been three months or four months or whatever since then so they're like yeah like let's do that again that was fun and then taylor swift just presents like a really easy opportunity to kind of do exactly that again um so yeah i think it worked well in that regard and yeah like i think that i think that the well i guess let's talk about the sort of beyonce stuff because obviously taylor swift announces this then beyonce um i don't know a month later two months later whenever announces that she will be doing something similar with um with the Renaissance tour. And then, uh, and I think like people, like some Swifties were like, oh, she's copying uh, Taylor Swift. Like, I don't know. There was sort of like this like rival energy in the air a bit of like, who's going to sell more, which like obviously Taylor Swift is going to sell more. It's a very different audience of people than Beyonce's fans. Um, And, But then Beyonce, just like out of nowhere, her and Taylor Swift show up at the red carpet for the 
film premiere out in LA for this. They had, I guess, gotten dinner beforehand. They did like photo shoots together. Like it was very like, we are both here supporting each other and supporting our movies. Like fans don't fight amongst each other. And I think that was like a really savvy move on both of their parts. I don't know who was the one who like came up with it or how exactly it was orchestrated, but I think it did sort of um, really like suck all the air out of that whole situation to be like, yeah, no, we're supporting each other. But I think like they, I think it works for both of them because I think if you're Taylor Swift, you know that the product that Beyonce is going to be delivering is going to probably be of a higher quality and a more like artistic sense than what, taylor swift is bringing and so and if you're beyonce you know that taylor swift is going to have bigger numbers than you so to kind of be like okay yeah like we're not going to be comparing ourselves to each other is nice because then it sort of lets them both off the hook in some ways yeah and i think like obviously we don't know how like close or like constant their friendship is but it's they've like proven that they respect one another like there's never been anything shady between the two of them and in fact they've been you know tied together ever since Kanye stole the mic from Taylor um and so like they've made appearances together where like Beyonce went to her birthday party in like 2014 or something and like they've never had anything bad to say so I think it was also a reminder that it's like you can't just like make up drama where there is none and like they don't care about like these petulant little fan wars because again, they're both either, I mean, Beyonce's a billionaire, Taylor Swift is inching her way there. And like this is all beneath them and kind of proven by that by how successful they can be even without like overlapping competing circles. And I think, yeah, it it was just a good reminder that it's like, this isn't like, you don't have to pit like, you know, it's not like a cat fight just because there's two successful women. And obviously that's like low, 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 low bar feminism. But I think it was a good reminder to be like, yeah, we don't have to play into this drama to sell anything at this point. Like the better tactic is to show a united front and pretend we're like, there's room for both of us at the top. Right. <laughs> Keep spending money. <laughs> and a psychic told Millie Bobby Brown that recently. And now yeah. she is also onto that. She's feminism. We're yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> we love it yeah but it was funny that she showed up and then Beyonce like posted it on her website which she very very rarely updates so it did seem to be a clear message um to get their children in line it was interesting though because like Beyonce did not post it on her social media which I was like or at least not on Instagram which I was sort of like huh and then what I wanted to know and what I was trying to figure out is did Beyonce actually watch this movie <laughs> because like it was unclear to me looking online if the two of them had actually stayed for the full performance like at the premiere which I sort of doubt that they would have Taylor um, definitely stayed you can watch videos of her watching the whole thing but oh. I do think looking at the content that it seemed like Beyonce came after everyone left, probably to keep from completely gotcha. like destroying the, the <laughs> you know, like I think if Beyonce and Taylor were in the same room together with tween fans, it just would have imploded. Um, so it seems like she kind of came in at the end and just took some pictures. I don't know if she was maybe... Like, I feel like someone would have said, OMG, I sat next to Beyonce at this. Right. Yes. No. And that's what I couldn't find. So I was sort of like, I want like, 
I don't think she was there. And then I was also just trying to imagine like <laughs> her and Taylor Swift sitting next to each other watching this and Taylor being like, what does Beyonce think of like <laughs> this? And Beyonce sort of being like, this is an interesting concert. <laughs> like, like they're, they just seem like such different people in so many ways that it's like they'd both sort of be like flummoxed by the choices that the other or like sort of the universe that the other exists in just because they are so I think they're more alike than you'd care to admit I think they're both a little bit you know no I definitely think that they are but like they are like obviously they have certain similarities they're very good at like branding and marketing they're like these big pop stars they're very talented the but I think the like the Taylor Swift fan and universe is so different from the Beyonce fan and universe, I think, in a lot of ways. And like the products that they're delivering are so different that I am like intrigued by what like <laughs> is going on in Beyonce's mind when she No, I mean we don't have to break it down completely, but like I feel like you and I would bring similar energies just to opposite concerts. You know what I mean? Like it like well, you, yeah, you like I think. Up, that, I mean, and obviously, yes. there's fans who are of <laughs> both, but like, I don't think Beyonce has to deal with the like right, tweens the, the and tweens. stuff yeah, nearly yeah, yeah. as much. Who I think are a like very potent force. Yeah. Like, I like I think she she probably dealt with that type of fan like right. back 15 years ago, but she was like at a very different level at that yeah. point too. Yeah. So, and it was a very different time. Yeah, you know, it fair. wasn't like the age of cell phones and stuff. So. I just wonder like what that's like when she looks, when she watches these concerts and is like, wow, like this is like, this is very like interesting. Okay. Well, we've waited long enough. Did, um, did you enjoy it? Scale of one to 10. Uh, well, okay. So I guess like let's separate the, sort of the movie part from okay. like the concert. Cause obviously I hadn't seen the concert. Yeah. I feel like as a movie, this is, you know, I mean, it's a concert film and yeah. it's, Perfectly well done. I watched a ton of these um, like pop star documentaries for work last year. And I was sort of intrigued by what route she would go with this because there's, you know, on the on the scope of like Miss Americana to this, there's a lot of different variations of like how much concert you get versus how much behind the scenes versus. And this is basically like just a straight concert. Like yeah, there's not there's not a beginning. There's not an ending. There's not like any interstitial things. There's no like behind the scenes montage, like nothing. Um, so. So it, it really was like just the concert from start to finish. So I feel like you can't really like nitpick the production too much because right. it's like it's good. It's filming what needs to be filmed. I read that one thing that I thought was really good about the movie version, and I guess probably also the concert, was that all of those like light up bracelets mm -hmm. for a second at the beginning. I was like, does everybody just have like their phone out? Like these are like these like these the background <laughs> yeah, of these shots is really great. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, it's these like light up bracelets that everybody has, which looks really good on camera. And then I read somewhere online that the ones that they gave out on the filming nights were like bigger or brighter yeah. or something to make it even more cinematic. So I was like, okay, good on them for that. That's like, that was gorgeous. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah I thought that originated that in her 1999 world tour. So now a lot yeah. of people do it, but 
She well, the, the Britney Spears musical on Broadway did it. So, <laughs> you know, everybody's doing it these days. Um, yeah. Since closed. But the but yeah, so I thought like as a movie, it worked pretty well. Like, I mean, it's obviously long, but so is the concert. And I appreciated the fact that she did trim out some songs and um, and also like the interstitial things because yeah. you could see how this could be, you know, much even longer if her fans were... Uh, you know, allowed to sort of dictate what was in the movie. So <laughs> yeah, I appreciated like, out, like some level of restraint. She cut out The Archer, Wildest Dreams, Cardigan. And then during the LA tour, she opened her um, Evermore set with No Body, No Crime with the Heim sisters, but she cut that out and also didn't have the usual opening, which is Tis the Damn Season. And then definitely a lot of the like scene changes were shortened or like you know, the 10 minute ovation after champagne problems was like cut down to 45 seconds. So, yeah. 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 So the, yeah. So as a movie, I thought, yeah, you know, it was, (laughs) it was fine. It was whatever the concert. I think I, um, I don't know the, I just can't believe you truly like sat there miserly and like hating every minute. Like, you know, I, well, like, here's the thing. It's like entertaining to watch in so much as like, like, was I bored? Was I desperate to get out of the theater? Like, no, the, there were, um, there are songs and numbers that I especially enjoyed, but then there were also ones where I was like, okay, like we're, you know, 30 seconds into this. I don't particularly like this song. Like nothing's interesting is going on. Like I would have skipped forward in the, (laughs) like, had I had a remote control, but I couldn't. Um, but I think, like, as a concert itself, I was sort of fascinated by this question of, like, okay, what do you do if you are a international pop star with one of the biggest fan bases ever, but you are sort of not... Like, you are not necessarily leading with either your ability to sing or your ability to dance. Like, the things about you that are the most successful are your, like, songwriting abilities and marketing Mm. abilities. And so, like, how do you, like, how, you know, because if you're, um, I don't know, Adele, you know, it's like you just stand there. Like, you don't need to have production values because the thing that you have is your voice. And so the rest of the stuff doesn't matter. Or if you're, you know, like in sync or whatever, you're you're doing all these dance moves. Um, But Taylor Swift sort of like doesn't have, I mean, she's a fine singer, but she's definitely a bad dancer and she doesn't have that in her arsenal. So it's sort of like, how do you put this show together? So it was interesting to me, like all of the kind of diff, because it didn't feel... In some ways, she is slightly repetitive in her movements, but it felt like they did a good job of, like, making it very visually interesting yeah. and and distracting from the fact yes. that, for the most part, she sort of just, like, stands there she and can't really do that much. She knows how to lead with her strengths. It's not, yes. a, it's no. not tricking. It's not distracting. Well, it's more presenting your best qualities. I mean, sure, whatever, you, however you want to describe it. But it was, like, interesting to me of, like, okay, a team of people were, like, how do we sort of make our way through these numbers <laughs> without, like, having her have to really do anything? <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah. But that's, like, I see what you mean. But I think that's what she's been doing for so long that it's not necessarily, like, 
oh my god right well but this, this is like, the first concert we don't know what to do with like uh, uh no i mean i mean i'm sure I she's been doing it for a long time but i'm like i'm sure that she's been like only refining sort of yeah. those abilities but but watching like this concert and compared to other concerts that i've gone to it's sort of like oh like this it like it is such a spectacle yes. and there are so many things happening and I think part of that is to sort of like make up for the things that she can necessarily deliver. So so I found that part of it really interesting. Yeah. But then on the flip side, I felt like there were certain things where I was like, I don't understand. Like, I thought that the costumes for this, the specifically the stuff that she was wearing, was <laughs> were so bad. Like, just so, so, so what? bad. So they were sparkly. like, they were, I mean, but they all kind of looked like sort of cheap. They were, they do uh, not look cheap. They were, they were, they were like, like hand done crystal like bodices. Like, how could they look cheap? They're literally not. Well, but like they don't fit her like super well, that's, and then sorry, and then she's like ridiculous. wearing like things over things so that they don't yeah, costume it's, changes. Yeah, but it's like so, which I'm sure that like again, if you're at the concert, you can't or you don't notice or it's not as noticeable. But watching uh like watching it like when they all put on those horrid jackets at the end and it's over top of like the SM sort of like bodysuits that they were wearing in the previous I was just like, what is like <laughs> Like, what is going on here? Like, we couldn't have gotten a better sort okay, of, like... Okay, okay, okay. I see what you mean. And I, I understand, like, especially coming off of, like, Beyonce, who's very stylized, who's very much, like, avant-garde. Like, let me give you an art setting. Like, you know, like, here's me looking fabulous on this giant chrome horse, like... Right. Bow down to me. She's not like, she didn't like take the like Harry Potter cloaks from a (laughs) set and be like, okay, we're going to wear these for one. I Uh, see what you're saying, but I think it goes back to this idea of spectacle. And Taylor's always been like, you might call it, oh, she, she knows she can't dance. So she has to do something else. But I think more than that, she knows that her power is her connection to fans. And so that means she has to find a way to connect with 70,000 fans in a stadium on a single night. So So doing the like Justin Timberlake, like, oh, I'm next to a bonfire, like good luck seeing anything is impossible. So instead she did, she utilizes like the bracelet so she can like see everyone and everyone feels like they're part of the stage, the scene, the setting. And then on top of that, she has these massive stages that are really just catwalks so that she's strutting back and forth, connecting to all the fans who are like paying for floor. She's making eye contact with every single person she can along the entire boardwalk. And on top of that, that means her costumes have to speak to an entire stadium. So they are bright. They are colorful. They are leaning into the girlish, like, glitter, like, essence that Taylor has made her whole brand where she's like, I can like sparkly things while still writing a deep cut. And so it's always going to be glitter and pizzazz and maybe something a little bit more mainstream than just haute couture. But but they're still not cheap. They're still like, well, I mean, I'm sure that they're not cheap. And there were some that I'd liked, but I was just kind of like, okay. Like, I think that some of them were just ill fitting. It looked like to me. And I, and I was thinking about like, you know, celebrity stylists and stuff. And, and Taylor Swift feels like she should have like someone who's really good at that. And like is able. And then I was sort of looking at, pictures of her stuff like more recently in the last couple and it feels like she I, I don't know like 
since like post pandemic, I think she's been leaning into more like, um, I like, I, I think that she's trying not to be like, as sort of like, um, like, like put, put together or produced as she was like in 1989 Mm. and stuff with her, like, you know, sort of looks. But then in some times I'm like, okay, but maybe like if we brought somebody in, they could do like a couple tweaks to this to just sort of like move it up a notch or even like her hair the entire time. I was like, okay, there has to be like some sort of product or something that we can put in this. So it just doesn't look like frizzy the entire time. (laughs) Like not that, not that that's bad, but I'm like, but I'm like, this is, but I'm like, this is a this is a a woman who is you know making millions of dollars. Like it seems like that it would not be that tricky to somehow or another make her hair not look well. Actually, sort of as it's deranged. An interesting part of the Swifty, you know, because they've noticed that too. She has naturally curly hair, and she kind of accepted that during Folklore Evermore, like more of those like curls just letting them fly. And so people are like, huh, why does she continue to straighten her hair? And no one really knows because it does just kind of eventually turn more curly, especially if you're in a more humid climate, like in Florida, she was like full curls by the end of the night. But I think again, it's meant to be this sort of like, how do you make a billionaire relatable? Frizzy hair. Yeah, and like, maybe, I really and do maybe that is that. the move. <laughs> But I'm just sort of like, like maybe that's what her goal is. It's like, okay, I got to be relatable. So I'm going to wear things that are like, make me look like a little bit more like a normal person. Then. Okay, uh, it is not normal to wear a like 50,000 crystal bedazzled suit and like your I mean, boots yes, but I, but like, skirts. So, like there was like a yellow dress that she was wearing at some point that was yes, like very yeah, like flowy. But- and I was just like, this is bad and then and then the like various things over other things but then also like the reputation um like one legged thing that she had i was like this is not a good look that's everyone would disagree with you you think I, uh, you uh, everybody well okay everybody who says in they are fans of taylor swift or everybody like in the world I at think large in general the reviews always call that out as like the best set, best costume. It's like her. It's like honestly, what well, you want it's more very of. like it's very it's like different. Theme. It's edgy. No, no, it is like on theme. Yeah. But I was like, this isn't like again. I think it just like needed a couple of tweaks to it because it sort of looked like it was wearing her rather than she was wearing it. Wow. Yeah. You watch ten seasons of Drag Race and suddenly you're a seamstress. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I can sew. I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah. I, it was sort of surprising to me sitting there watching this and being like, oh, these outfits, like, are not, like, especially those jackets at the end were so bad over top of the other thing. I was just like, who let this happen? Like, That's and, but interesting. like, it's but I'm sure that they look, out. I'm sure that they look, but well, I mean, we can also go through the, the main things that stuck out to me was that she can't dance and that <laughs> these costumes are bad. Um, the but the thing is she's not trying to dance it's not like watching camp rock and being like what are these people doing pretending to break dance like she's just running around stage having a good time using her little hand motions and like adding drama and pizzazz to her performance but it's not like she's she's not trying to be something she's not so even when no, she does and dance, i was like, thankful for that yes it's like 
even her moves are kind of tongue-in-cheek, kind of playful. You can tell that at some point in the process, like, because I have seen her try to dance before it in videos or whatever. Yeah. But, like, at some point in the process, she was like, yeah, I'm not doing, like, group choreography with these dancers. <laughs> so, like, we're going to have to come up with something else. Like, I might, like, throw my hand in the air at the same time as them. But, like, yeah. that's the extent of it. Because one thing I did love was the backup dancers. I thought that they yeah. were so good. And, like I said, you know, they're sort of part of this distraction that's going on. So they are <laughs> incredible and doing all kinds of stuff. Yes, and right. I was like, I would gladly like go back, like delete Taylor Swift from this <laughs> entire concert and just like give me like the dance version of this. That's just them like, like doing all of the choreo. Six packs, am I right? Well, I mean, yeah, but like I sort of like the other guy even better, but the, um, but I don't know, like they're just so talented and I yeah, love yeah. watching dancing. And so, I was like, I could just, you know, like watch their sort of dance recital version of this and we just focus on them and get to see all of their moves and all of their work in unison and stuff because yeah. that was incredible. Honestly, bring it on. Um, what was your favorite set or what what warmed your cold, dead heart the most? <laughs> I mean, there were definitely songs where I was like, oh, like this is like I loved what whatever the song that they had the chairs in the like sort of Chicago the number that was shit, towards yeah. the end. Yes. I couldn't really remember that song super well, but I was like, I really like this yeah, set up. Really yeah. I like the costumes. The, the dancing was all really good there. Um, I thought that the 22 is one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. Yeah. And I liked the background dancers in like all of the red outfits. And I thought that that worked really well, the way they sort of all like moved around the stage yeah. together and clumped up. I thought that was cool. I also liked the um, the uh, whatever song was where they had the pre where the, all the backup dancers were dressed up in the Taylor Lady Swift outfits and the iconic. glass boxes. Loved it. And it was, you know, reminding me of the 14 Taylors theory. Yeah. And I was like, where is Ashley piecing this together? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, no, there were definitely things there were definitely numbers that I liked. I'm trying to think through some of them because there were, because there were also somewhere I was like, I have no idea what this song is. I was like, I know that we covered these, some of these in the podcast, but I was like, I have no recollection yeah. at all. Like this must have been off the back half of one of these albums. Like, yeah, well, I don't know. Full review. She opens with lover. Great opening. Good vibes. Right. No complaints. Yeah, well, and I liked, the, I thought, because when I saw the set list and saw that she started with Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince, mm. I was sort of like, this seems like a weird song to start yeah. out with. But then once I saw it, like how they, like the piece of it that they were like using yeah. over and over again, I was like, okay, no, I actually do like, like this was clever to sort yeah. of pull this out and start with it. It was definitely and I, a surprise. Yeah. And Cruel Summer, mm -hmm. what what's that? What are they doing in that one? It's like the big bridge. So she's like... Oh yes, she's like this is the this first, is the first yeah. bridge, and I'd love to cross it with you. Mm -hmm. Go! <laughs> I w I will say the my least favorite part, which gave me like full body sort of hives, was when I it, the jump scare into the um gay uh song because I because you know it what's cute is during that song all the bracelets made rainbows, but they didn't really show that on the movie. Oh, interesting. interesting. The well, it's like the thing with the Taylor Swift songs is that 
they all sort of run together a little bit in my mind. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like, like I can't like immediately hear, like I, like I hear it and I know that it's a Taylor Swift song and I know what the song is, right. but it takes me a second to like realize like, okay, which song is this actually yeah. and off of which album? Cause I don't know them with like yeah. that speed. So the gay one started and I was like, wait, oh, yeah. which one is this? <laughs> and I was sort of, and then it got to the like, um, the shade never made yeah. anybody less gay line. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, not <laughs> this one. Like, like ugh. Gotcha. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, okay. Like, well, but no, during the I'm Lover good, good. guitar, she had the gay dancers dancing together, which was cute. Oh yeah. And I, I mean, like I said, the dancers were good and yet they got to do sort of like ballroom kind yeah. of numbers a couple places, which I liked. Yeah. Um, and that was one of them. Um, and the man, was, which is honestly, I liked the set for the man. Oh, but I don't yeah, really that like was the fine. Man. Yeah, it was whatever. Um, the, and then all she of goes, the like typewriters and things. Yeah, <laughs> that that was that was like, was like, like a little um. Uh, like. That was a little. <laughs> yeah, like it. Like that was like okay. That was like Taylor doing her like. I feel like the most as she went on, I think she got less like acty. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think at the start. Like maybe she has like a little bit more energy and a little bit more like nerves or whatever. So there's a lot of the sort of like um like Crowded vaudeville yeah. miming kind of stuff yeah. going on. Um, whereas she sort of gets towards the end, it's more just like skipping and bopping <laughs> around, which yeah. I think like <laughs> works better. Yeah. But in the man, there was definitely a lot of like. Okay, we get it. Like we got the motions. You're cool. like, wow, those that crystal jacket looks shabby. Where did she get this Goodwill? <laughs> no, I, I don't think. I think I, that that outfit was no, fine. She was very sparkly during Lover. It's honestly on IMAX. Like watching the Lover, like a bedazzled bodysuit she originally comes out in. I was like, damn, that is bright. Because even even when it's front row, you don't see that level of detail. So mm-hmm. it was nice to see that um, sparkle element and then she went into ever no then she went into fearless which i honestly love fearless brings so much joy that gives your classic hits you belong with me fearless like love story and so what was she wearing in this set and that was her gold fringe dress okay yeah 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 i liked that dress And, and that's what's where did you see her band who's like been with her since the beginning. Oh my gosh, the one got the bases with the yeah. hair that looked like Kate Goslin. Yeah. I was like, sir, I was, you know, someone, Classic. someone, it, it, buy one, get one free. We need to, we need to do some, to do some stuff with Taylor's no, hair and do some stuff with his hair. Maybe take some of the product that's in his hair, put it in hers. I think we can make it work. Uh, it's just so cute. And then, okay. um, then but was, that was like quick. I feel yeah. like we were through that like. Fast. No, that was the big controversy. She's like, I'm going to take you through my 10 eras. But then she skips right over debut. She only does the, you know, like three or four songs from Fearless. But it's a fun set. But yeah, it's over fast. Oh, and then yeah. She, Where was the... Does she do any... No, she the, doesn't. Well, in uh, this in this recording, our song was one of her surprise songs, like one of her acoustic songs in, towards the end. And that's technically from her debut. Okay. But yeah, she completely skipped it. And then... Um, speak now only got the one song um, enchanted in the big purple dress oh yeah which I was that was one of the ones where I was like what is this from I was like <laughs> I haven't I was like where are we I've it's become untethered one. in yeah. time um, okay so fearless ends oh yeah then we get evermore which is when they all come out with the cloaks yeah, and the cloaks, balls yeah. or whatever and I was like okay yeah. like 
You know, that was a fun set to see live because you watch the trees come up and the fog starts to build and there's like a lot more happening like as the set changes. But here it just kind of skips to her on back on the stage. Um, but yeah. Because that's not the house. The no, house no. comes later. Yeah. So Evermore is, is the cloaks and the trees and then the piano, the piano from The Last of Us. From the last from of the us. wait, isn't that the zombie show? Oh yeah, uh huh. It's just covered. In oh them. yes, yes, covered the like old and, yes. Yeah, oh yeah, the one that I said looked like old Greg. Yes, <laughs> yeah, the like the moss piano. Yeah, I will say I like like I feel like my favorite songs sort of like of recent Taylor Swift eras were Marjorie and oh, yeah. um, Last Great American Dynasty, yeah. which I was sort of surprised that either of those made it in because I'm like it I, was yeah. I, like, are either of them, like, hit Last songs with the fans? Last Di- Dynasty is, like, one of her most well-reviewed songs. So that was Oh, no, a it's surprise, a great song. Marjorie was definitely, like, w- wait, what? But I love that song, too. So it was nice to have on in the set. And then, I love Champagne Problems. And then she does yeah, that, it, which is That song, I was, like, I think that was one of the ones where I was, like, I was, like, I have never, I was, like, I've, I've never heard this song in my life. Tolerated is where she's, like, crawling on the table with the, like, sad dancer. Oh, yeah. That part was also weird. Yeah. Was, yeah. That was that, always. That whole title. set, I, re- like, I realized, you know what? I don't really actually know any of these songs. I did know, yeah. like, the, I, I recognized Willow, and I obviously knew Marjorie, but the rest of them, I was, like, okay, yeah, yeah moving on. Yeah. Um, but then after Evermore, she goes into Red. I have no idea. You have to tell me. <laughs> it all runs together in my mind. I want to say Red. Wait, well, okay. okay I, I pulled the set list and it says Reputation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Oh, my gosh. Reputation, honestly, is that bitch. Like, I don't, I know you don't like the album, but. That set, that whole like segment is like where the crowd goes the most crazy. You know the most where it's like the she's giving the most as far as like production value. Um, cause that's the don't blame me, like lights up to the sky. It's the look what you made me do transition with the cages. That's it's a good one. I had a great time. I love that set. I mean, it's like that era is so distinct for Taylor Swift where I feel like the a lot of the rest of them sort of run together mm. slightly. You know, it's like is Red that much different from 1989? Is Fearless yes. that much different from <laughs> You know, it's like, is Evermore that much different from Folklore? Yeah, like, so. like, like there are they're sort of like can be grouped together where I feel like Reputation is nothing like any of the other right. ones. And so that does like prov- provide a very, um, I don't know, like interesting set of things you can do for that that you can't do for the other songs. I, I, I liked the "Look What You Made Me Do" song. What did she do for "Ready for It"? What, what was that? It was that? just coming out of as the when snake did they? Was now I just out. remembered. When did they all get the like the like hockey sticks? What song was that? Because uh, I was that was the golf club, and it's for nineteen eighty nine blank space. Oh okay. Oh okay, that's blank space. Because I was like, okay, this is. That I that was fine, um, but yeah, no. Look what look what you made me do was was fine. I was yeah. glad that they didn't do the song um, uh, "Gorgeous." I was I was worried that was coming, <laughs> and we didn't get it. So thank God for that. Yeah, 
Well, I had a great time, but um, then it goes into red, which again is a really fun one. You get 22, you get we are never ever getting back together. She gives this the hat away to Kobe Bryant's daughter. So sweet. And, that was cr- and oh. then, yeah, you get like red, red. Yeah, she does all the heavy hitters. So you get I knew you were trouble. Um, what does she do for that? What's in that? What's that dance setup? I mean, it's just it's just kind of them in red. So first she's in the t-shirt and then she takes the t-shirt off and she's just right. kind of I don't there's not like really a distinct okay. set. But okay. then the big I, one is all too well 10 minute version. Oh yeah, she that I was cover. like, okay, like <laughs> let me um check out of this. I was like okay. Loved it, love every word. I, I sit through it and I'm like, wow, this doesn't feel like 10 minutes. Like give me more. I'm always like, well, the thing I feel like is fat of growing more fascinating to me by the day is the longer I work in the entertainment industry, the more sort of I hear these whispers about like things going on with certain celebrities. Um, such as like Hugh Jackman broke out with his wife. He has his book coming out, but I've also heard from multiple sources that he like hooked up with multiple of the twinks on the music band and that he's like oh. bi slash gay or whatever. But also that Jake Gyllenhaal who has never been married is also, uh, Oh my gosh, the beard theory. And perhaps the two of them are beards for each other. So I'm like, wild that like Jake Gyllenhaal like had whatever this PR relationship with Taylor <laughs> Swift, where they probably never actually did anything. And then she wrote this song, and now for all of eternity, he, this poor man has to deal <laughs> with like these crazed thirteen-year-olds just Jake. who hate him. <laughs> I mean, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he's a good actor. Yeah, I, I think mean, he seems I don't think like he's a generally bothered. nice person. He's like, um, it has not negatively impacted his career nor his personal life in any tangible way. Like, so tweens hate him, but it's like they get over it and he moves on. I mean, yeah, but I just like, like the, the to have like, to think, okay, I'm like I'm sort of through this and then have her be like, surprise, <laughs> it's a 10 minute long version and I make a music video. I'm going to try to submit it. it for the Oscars yeah. to be like, like it's back again. This was so long ago. Oh. <laughs> Truly, like we did it for two it. months. Yeah. I never even had the scarf. <laughs> I love it. I hope he does the documentary one day and it's just a sad chapter of him being like, what scarf? What was it? Um... But no, she goes from red into 1989, which is no, honestly folklore. my least favorite set. Folklore is next. Oh, is according it? According to this thing I'm looking at. <gasps> wow. You're keeping me honest. How how bad of a... <laughs> F- folklore, I feel like, was for folklore me was sort great. of like one of the more... Because it's coming out of All Too Well, and yeah. it's sort of like all slower songs. Yeah. And I was a little bit like, okay, like I don't know these that well or well, you at all. You have the great set piece. It's the cool cabin. Yeah, you have the cabin or whatever. But it's like we could have – like I could have had the cabin for one song and been like, okay, great. Love that. <laughs> like moving on. So this so this is where it started to drag a little bit for me. And I feel like we're probably hitting the what? Like hour and a half mark, hour 45 at Definitely this point. Definitely the two hour. And – okay, two hours. So again, yeah. I'm sort of like – you guys, like, we got a, like, I know, I was like, I'm not, I haven't, well, at this point, I didn't realize that she wasn't doing the, um, the debut album, so I was sort of, like, counting them in my head, I was like, we still have three more eras after this, and, 
I w- and one of them is the Taylor Swift one where I know I'm not going to know a single song. So I was like, we have to get this wrapped up, <laughs> everybody. Like, we've got to move on. Well, would you believe that this is a set from which she cut one of songs? She cut out Cardigan. I mean, like, it could have been three minutes longer. Thank God. Because, <laughs> again, I did not know these songs that well. Yeah, no. It, like, they'd start yeah. playing and I'd be like, wait, which one is this? Like, but it is the album you liked the most, which is ironic. Is it? No, I didn't say that. When did That's I ever say that? the ones we talked about. You, you oh. would say you liked Lovermore or something? No, yeah, I think I like Lovermore. Oh, okay. 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 I think I if I had that. to rank Taylor Swift's albums on the fly. Oh, Okay. I would say 1989 yeah. is my favorite. Love it. Then probably Red. Then Lover, I think. But I think all three of those are sort of similar. I don't think um, anyone would agree with that assessment, but I know what you mean. Like, they're all, like, more poppy vibes. Yeah, yeah. Um. Then... Uh, see now this is where i'm starting to lose seeing because i guess like because i guess like probably folklore and evermore and midnights would all come next but i sort of don't remember enough to differentiate the three of them you know what i mean (laughs) like it's like which song like which ones had the songs that i particularly hated right um that's the the question and then and and then fearless and Speak, speak now. now and the original one i don't know that stuff but i will say reputation is last reputation is last reputation's oh the worst Absolutely reputation wild. i don't like <laughs> it's like annoying there's a lot of like annoying songs but on that's there. the point it's like it's like tongue-in-cheek it's sarcastic it's, sarg- it's sardonic it's like She's playing the persona. She's I don't care. She's m- intentionally grading at times. She's over the top. She's melodramatic. <laughs> intentionally grading is still grading. I don't care why you're grading. If it's grading, it's grading. <laughs> well, but folklore is a great set. It's definitely like one she cared about the most, just like attention to detail, because you have the cabin, but then you also have like this whole um artistic design for um august which is where she's running around stage and the stage is all like flowery golden and she's singing about being dumped and and neglected and then she immediately goes into illicit affairs where it goes to black and white she goes out to the to the kind of odd looking piano that's like and does the sort of acoustic set or is that later so the end of the folklore is my tears ricochet where she marches down the catwalk with her lady dancers all in black and it's like very dramatic and very sad very powerful don't call me kid don't call me baby somehow or another that's already (laughs) completely evaporated from my mind like like that's gone Uh, i loved it i loved it but then but then she marches back and she does 1989 wait no she doesn't do the but she's not on the piano for 1989 I know, she but I think on the, she does. She must be on the piano for Evermore. No, right? no, no. It's in between sets. So, oh yeah. Why so, she... so she changes. You have Gosh, the thing pulled fan. up. You said right, but it doesn't tell me which song she's on a piano for. There's also an acoustic set. Yeah, is that the, when? That's it. That's the acoustic set. The acoustic set is. Oh, on okay. One. So the acoustic set's after 1989. Okay, okay. Before Thank midnight. you. I knew it. Oh, I knew it. Gosh. I was right. So she does okay. 1989 so, again. Which is Tron Legacy. I don't know what's going on, but it's like she yes. really phoned it in. It's my least favorite set. 
I think I only liked it because I liked the songs. Yeah. But but I will say, yeah, the 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 golf club thing was a little hokey. It's, a little yeah, low it's, budge. It, it's paying homage to Blank Space and her 1989 tour. So, like, I get why she did it. But, yeah, it's nothing new or creative. I'm like, we could have afforded a real car, I think. Yeah. <laughs> to break. Um... <laughs> And then, and then I do like I do like "Bad Blood" as a song, and yeah. then was just in endlessly intrigued by the fact that Carly Kloss was there while that was like <laughs> playing, and I was like, "Huh, interesting." You're like, My game um, is going off. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I like that just because I knew those songs. Yeah. And then we moved into the acoustic set, where again, I think I didn't know any of them. Yeah, yeah. So she did our song, and which is from debut, and then. You're on your own, kid, which is from Midnight's. Yeah. And then she and then dives we... into the stage. Yes. And I kept waiting for that. And then at a certain point, I was like, did I miss that at some <laughs> point? Like, did they skip it? Because that I was waiting for the dive. Yeah. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, okay, great, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Did it live But I will say, I think that the, <laughs> well, the art on the stage, I think, looks better from, like, further up. Yeah, probably. And so watching it in the IMAX, I was like, this sort of just looks like a giant pool of, like, blood is moving what? down <laughs> the... St- like, like it did not look... It did not read as person to me, really, like, oh, a IMAX. Like, Maybe it was just, like, where I was... <laughs> right, yeah. It was sort of, like, red as, like, weird, like, you know, sort of amoeba or something. Um, where, where seeing the videos on TikTok or whatever, I was like, oh, yeah, that's, like, a girl swimming. Yeah, yeah. I see your concern. <laughs> So, so like, I was like, what is happening here? Um, yeah. But okay, then we get into Midnight. Then we get Midnight's, yeah. Which is the cheapest set, according to you, because look at that shirt dress, a freaking getting stuck on her garter. She's suddenly wearing Oh, the a garter was so jacket. bad. The garter was so bad. I was like, really? What are we, an old time saloon woman? Is that a reference to something? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Midnight's, I think it's interesting because. I like midnights is fine. Like it's mid, you know, as they would say. Um, but going ending with it is inevitable. But I think it highlights how those songs aren't like the most fun, the most peppy, the most like energetic. Whereas like Reputation and 1989 and Red bring out such a energy in the crowd. One, because they know it, but also because the songs themselves are so like dynamic and different and interesting. Whereas I think Midnight's is the one where it does bleed together more for me. And so like I kept on being like, oh, this is the end. But then it's like, oh, no, that's Midnight Rain. Oh, we have to get through Mastermind. Oh, we're doing this one still. So it it kind of was a fizzle for me. I mean, I do think that Midnight's has some good songs on it. And I think that they are like peppier. So I didn't. I liked that set more than I liked some of the other ones previously. And there was more going on, I thought. Um, and I especially did really like the chair number. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I thought that the backup dancers like had like it, by this point, like they were all sort of out there and it was like the end and they were sort of, like really giving it, I thought. So that part was also fun where, you know, in some of the other sets, they're needed less. Um Oh my gosh, look at you showing me a whole new perspective. Like so, honestly. So I don't know. I did not dis like like if if I was gonna be ranking like sets from the concert, <laughs> I think that this would definitely be like in the top three, four, <laughs> maybe for me, just because I think, yeah, there is like some fun stuff That's happening. So but those party city like <laughs> fringe 
jackets they're fine. are they're like, so bad and i don't, don't know why they're just i mean maybe but i was like why are you like putting this on over something else like like i get them i get the need to like have a lot of costume changes and i also understand that she like doesn't want like when you're doing this many songs and this many eras like you don't necessarily have time to do like full full costume changes every four songs or whatever because like you've all you're already at such time so you just have to sort of like put something on take something off <laughs> like that kind of vibe but yeah. i was like they just looked so bad <laughs> and to so end on them wild. and they're all di- like they're all like different colors but then like the some of the colors work with the thing that's underneath some of the colors don't work like i was it it, it was giving like we're on a bachelorette trip. Everybody has to put this on over what you're wearing already. Like, and I, I was like, but in a way we were on a bachelorette trip and we all did want to put them on. (laughs) In a way we were on a bachelorette. Honestly, Taylor Swift does have bachelorette trip energy. (laughs) Like, like she's just eternally on a bachelorette trip with 9 million other people. And they're all like, we're going to Nashville. We're getting on the pedal cart. We're riding around. (laughs) Yeah. Girls only, but like mostly the annoying ones. Um, And we're all just like a little bit too drunk and a little Uh... bit too vibey. Um, Yeah. So all in all, I guess like, I would not say that watching this made me think, oh, I really need to go to a Taylor Swift concert. I did not hate it. It was like not excruciating. Oh gosh, it was a perfectly a poster. It was a perfectly <laughs> fine way to spend this much time, you know, and like yeah, there's you enough. Get it, let's say yeah. That. You're not yeah. you're not sipping the Kool-Aid, but you get it. Right. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I like. <laughs> there are things I can nitpick or whatever, but in general, I'm like, okay, for what the for what the audience wants and what we can deliver, and like, sure, great, like, perfect. Like, I would not spend that much money on these <laughs> tickets, but if you want to go for it, you know, have hmm. have your cake. I I think that yeah, like. I mean, I've said this before on the podcast multiple times. I don't think that Taylor Swift's greatest strength is necessarily performance. I think that she has other qualities that are more. I think she's a great performer, contributing to her in success. the sense of making a fun time and really just paying attention to what the fans want. So it's like. Yeah, she doesn't have the. Yeah, but I would prowess. say that's like the that marketing sort of. Uh, but side her performances of aren't like like especially they're marketing to this pieces. One. She's really she has a strong vocal control. Like it's it's pleasant to watch her sing. And I think honestly, what stood out to me most about this film is the sound mixing was so good. Like you could hear the backup singers, you could hear her, and you could hear the audience roaring still. And that was like really well done especially having been to the live concert i did not like i honestly i couldn't have told you if she was like like i couldn't hear her you know what i mean like i could but right. i couldn't and here it's like you get a lot of that detail work and so you can see like how you know she's not adele and she's not beyonce and she's not riffing like renee whatever but 
Right. But, she's but there's talented. no there's no point in this concert where she's like, "Hey, I'm going to stop and give you vocals." <laughs> like I think like I think her like yeah, no, like her like her playing show. on the piano and her like playing the guitar. Like I think she's talented in in those kind of ways. And honestly, I think even though her being on the guitar and her being on the piano are like the least interesting things to me because then it's just watching her play those songs. <laughs> I do feel like that seems to me where she is like the most comfortable yeah. um, and where she's the less least sort of posture yeah. Um, where some of the more like designy set numbers, like with the man, you can tell that it's like, okay, she knows that like she has to be in certain places and deliver certain moves. And there's that that's going on yeah. Um, where I think when she's just sort of like bopping around stage or like playing the guitar or whatever, she's more um, comfortable yeah, and, and more chill. Yeah. And I think overall, like uh, this is just proof of her, power because obviously everyone wants to like diminish or write her off as like oh this is just for teenage girls or like you know your 14 year old fans but I think having a three-hour concert that goes over almost every single album you've done and everyone knows all the words to all of it is like a well really that's not what I heard because I heard there were a lot of people <laughs> doing shazamming at the show yeah, they're like wait what is what I've heard yeah but but I mean it's like it's just it's I know I'm biased and like everyone can roll their eyes at me, but I think it's really impressive to have this sort of like discography that has stood the test of time where it's not like a nostalgia tour, like new kids on the block getting back together and like playing songs that people only really remember two of. It's like she can go through her whole discography and there's a multi-generational audience that's enjoying it for all different reasons. And I think that's what's part of the joy and fun and like power of it and like another reminder that women as as a consumer are the main like they should be your target because they're so powerful and they're willing to invest in well, whatever they care about them. and so i think it's like her and beyonce having these tours at the same time just prove that it's like it's okay to care about what you care about to lead with what you lead with and like you can still succeed even if you're not fitting like what some hoity toity like white dude in a suit thinks real art is <laughs> um that felt oddly directed to me uh no the i do think it is really impressive like to think about someone who has had 10 albums and all of those albums were like good and popular enough that you can do a tour and have people like excited for the most part about all of them in yeah. different ways. Um, you know, because I think like that is, that is a very, very difficult task. I mean, you think about somebody like Katy Perry yeah. who was so successful and sure. She maybe has like three or four albums that people know really well, but like, that's about it. Or even someone like Britney Spears, who I think has had like a very, very long career and very successful probably has like seven or eight albums that you know you could do this with but like that's britney spears and like like it is just so impressive kind of like the staying power that taylor yeah. swift has and the way and i think that goes back to i mean one her like song writing ability but also like her ability as a marketer brander event conceptualist to put these things together to make 
to build a fan base, to keep a fan base, to keep the fan base interesting. Like it's, it has like a Chris Jenner esque, um, <laughs> like level of like, you would think that everybody would be tired of this by now. And yet somehow or another, it's only getting more like popular. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really hard to do. Because even someone like Beyonce, who I love and I think is, as an artist, you know, is doing so much, like, she is not necessarily, like, growing her fan base in the same way. You know, it's like she has her fans. I think everybody respects her. And she has lots of fans. And I know she has new fans that are coming in all the time. But it's not... I don't know. It's a very different vibe and a different... uh, Like, she's not in the... She is in the zeitgeist, but in like very different ways yeah, too. You know as, what I like, mean? Like apologies to Miss Taylor, but she's not as thirsty or maybe as driven to prove yeah. a point that no one's really holding her to anymore. I think Taylor's she's, still chasing something. Yeah, no, it definitely feels like Taylor now and probably will always be looking for a certain level of like validation from the haters or whatever, where. <laughs> Where that I mean I don't think she's ever gonna get, but <laughs> where Beyonce I think is sort of like I am content with the things that I'm doing yeah. and like I will be doing just those things and you will not be seeing me doing anything else and I do not care to sort of attempt them. Yeah, like even with her like movie career and stuff, I think she's sort of like yeah, you know what? No, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> she's like, nah, not worth it. Which is fair. And maybe Taylor could take a page out of that book for all of our sake. Well, Taylor's now picking up directing. I so I am very intrigued by the movie whenever that is coming out. Thankfully, the the um, strike is making it delayed. <laughs> delaying me from having to deal with that. Um, instead, I can just savor the... The joy it is to gather with like-minded ladies and sing along to three um, hours and of gays and the gays. <laughs> the gays I, and the girls. Based on my Instagram, there's a lot of gays who are going to for this. For sure, for sure. I, you know, my apologies. Uh, her reach is wide. Um, honestly, and I girls' boyfriends. Unfortunately, I wanted to take Penny to Taylor. I think she would have had a great time, but. It is kind of long. It I mean, I guess, I guess you could wait until a. Uh, I have mean, to take her to that like, eight thirty a.m. showing, and <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait till like a Thursday in a couple weeks or whatever, you know, where you can sort of yeah, like yeah. she can stand on a chair and like bebop <laughs> sort of in the back. That's the dream. And if you have to leave after an hour and a half because she's tired or hungry or whatever, you can. You know, I don't want to like be one of those moms but i i told penny like oh next time i see taylor because she knew she knew taylor swift's face from my shirt and i told her that laura and i went to the concert and i was like you can come to the next concert next concert i'm taking you and so as i was driving off to go to this movie rob's like oh she's gonna go see taylor swift and penny's face literally fell and she was like but i have to come Ah! (laughs) it was so cute I mean, when will Taylor Swift be on tour again next? I don't know. I don't know, Matt. How old will Penny be? I mean, hopefully. Are you going to be taking like a six year old to a (laughs) concert? Like, ooh. Absolutely. That's the joy of like the theater experience, the concert experience is just mothers and daughters and, and, and 
gay sons all... and questionably <laughs> sexual uh, sons of questionable sexuality <laughs> well i guess overall i'm glad you didn't walk away pretending you're better than taylor swift <laughs> i mean i am but that's beside the point i'm glad you didn't you know you made it through you didn't yourself there were high parts yeah. there were low points yeah. you know yeah. the like, will I ever be a fan of Taylor Swift? I don't think so. Like, I think that I've had to go through enough on this podcast that, like, if something was going to happen, <laughs> it's, yeah, no, it, I'm a different type of gay person, unfortunately. <laughs> and I think the things that, like, I do have sort of like a highbrow, lowbrow sensibility. <laughs> okay. But no, I mean, because you, I mean, I like, isn't it romantic? It's not yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. only out here no, liking, uh, you know, like 14th century <laughs> French paintings or something. But at the same time, I feel like that there is sort of like a window, there's like a slot in the middle of like thing where like Marvel, I don't know, there's like, there's, there's just certain things where I'm like, okay, yeah, this is not like necessarily for my brain, for yeah. me. And I feel like Taylor Swift is one of those. I can appreciate certain aspects of her that are, I think, really talented. And I can appreciate certain songs or moments or whatever that I liked. But I don't think that I'm ever going to be standing That's Taylor fair. Swift in the way that I am Beyonce or Lady Gaga yeah. or maggie rogers or whoever i guess else. the real question is do you think that this movie is worth 19 dollars and 89 cents should no. our listeners go see it i would not <laughs> i wouldn't i would not spend 19 dollars to go see worth this it if they're i mean interested. i guess i well yeah obviously <laughs> yes like if you're interested in something 19 yep yeah, then whatever like <laughs> Like I would like, there's lots of things I wouldn't pay nineteen dollars for, but somebody would pay nineteen dollars <laughs> for them if they're interested in it. Um, like yeah, if you're a Taylor Swift fan, duh. Also, to be fair, you are getting sort of bang for your buck if you count like minutes oh, per yeah, 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 yeah. dollar or down. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it is a long movie. Yeah. I yeah. But no. for but for the people who are like, huh, I'm. I've never been a big fan, but maybe I like some songs. Like, do you think this is a good, do you think this is like good enough that people can enjoy it or that, like, will it change? I know it didn't change your heart completely, but did it soften it to some degree? Like, do you feel like you gained something new from this? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it reconfirmed for me sort of what I already knew. Okay. Okay, like, fine. like the the parts of Taylor that I liked, I liked the same, and the but parts now you of Taylor. Understand why people pay to see her, right? Now you're like, oh, okay, it's a show, it's a performance, like it's it's a spectacle, it's exciting. It to is be in a the spectacle, crowd. but I feel like I <laughs> like I would not pay. Like I'm trying to think of how much money I would pay to go see this in concert. <sighs> I would maybe. Like I feel like I would pay like seventy dollars. Yeah, so there, just to go chance. see it in con, but like in like the like have it be the full event or whatever. Like, like okay. I would not spend four hundred dollars to go see this. Like the or more. Like there's just the things that I want in a concert. Like yes, there is spectacle, but I like that's not exactly what I'm looking okay, for. Okay, I shouldn't have asked my follow-up, my deep dive questions. I, I feel like we ended on a better note like t 10 minutes ago, but <laughs> thank you. Well, because you were like, you were like, I want, 
you to say that you love Taylor Swift and this is watching this change you. you love it but it's like I had a friend who was indifferent and then she went to the show and she's like oh that was fun I like get it even though she's not like still it's not like she's now standing Taylor going to buy every album like I mean like it. like do I think if somebody if some press person or whatever was like, hey, I have free tickets to go to this Taylor Swift concert. Like, would I sit there like with my arms folded the whole time? Be like, this sucks. No, I'm sure if I went, it would be fun. Watching it in a in an IMAX with four other people, like I don't think is giving me the same vibe necessarily of like good time as if I was actually there and like sort of drunk and the music was playing. So I can see how like, yeah, like this is this. It would be fun to go to a concert that is like this in certain situations. But when you only have a certain amount of money to be spending on these kinds of things, I can think of other concerts <laughs> that I would rather go to, that I'd rather spend money on, that I think I would enjoy more than this. Even though, yeah, I'm sure that like, like I don't think you could. I mean, I'm sure that there are people who could go to this concert and have a miserable time, but it's like. There is, like, a lot happening, so there's at least stuff... Like, you wouldn't be bored. (laughs) There's a lot happening, yeah. Other than for the 10-minute-long All Too Well song, but... Okay, well, next tour, it's you, me, and Penny. We're gonna do it. (laughs) My gosh. No. No, the next thing that we have is the Beyonce movie coming up. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Which I am excited for. Um, I have opening night tickets to that because I am not a fake fan. Cute. And... Yeah, I think that will be incredible. But will obviously be so different in the vibe of concert, but also the vibe of the movie. Yeah. I can just already hear her sort of like like the black and white footage and her like, you right. know, sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. voice over top of no, it and that kind of thing. Pitched as just there as well. Probably because she's gonna do a documentary next year, you know. Well, <laughs> I was wondering about that too a little bit because I, I was yeah. like there's zero footage of like behind the scenes or getting ready for anything. And I was like, you know that that has to be there. And I'm surprised that it wasn't sort of. I think she'll do a full documentary on like her re-recordings and this like era's era. But the interesting thing that I, that I would be intrigued by of whatever that documentary is, is what she's going to do with these boyfriends. Is it going to be like Jennifer Lopez where we're getting these scenes where it's like we had to chop around A-Rod or whoever it was that she was dating at the time. And you're like, she's at Thanksgiving, but like we're only getting like these weird shots from one angle. It's a birthday and she's like by herself, but there's an arm in the scene. I will say I don't think Maddie Healy nor Travis Kelsey have been like close enough to her that they would have been around for any Right, no, but like Joe would have been. Joe right, been, yeah. Joe would presumably like William if there Bowery. if there if there is a documentary, presumably it would include footage from like the seven years that they've been together or whatever. Yeah, right? but she's always been like you know keep the personal close to the chest. Like obviously that sounds ironic given how public yeah, I she mean, is with like, everything. But okay. I feel like she doesn't she doesn't do those like intimate like bedroom interviews. You know, it'd be much more like this is my business side. You know, like Miss America. Oh, yes. Like, no, it would be very PR yeah. focused. Yeah. So I feel like it wouldn't be that hard. Cause it, she honestly needs to save it until whenever her next like PR debacle is, which you <laughs> know has to be coming soon. Okay. Because that's what happened yeah. the last time. Yeah. I mean, when she no, needed the Miss rebrand, Americana, she was like, she was I, like, I actually, guess. I vote. 
Well, she'd already said she'd already made the statements that were then featured in the documentary. But yeah, I guess I I see your point. I mean, it was like it, it was, was more part, transition. It was part of her comeback yes. to lover to soften the image of this over the top you know, character she'd embodied during Well, that but tour. she didn't do anything. Like, she disappeared, and then she came <laughs> back with reputation. But she, like, wasn't, isn't that the era where she, like, she wasn't doing interviews. Like, yeah. she didn't know what she was doing. She was just, like... Yeah, but it was that same year that she released her statement about um, voting, and... Right. Then... But then we sort of got all, like, whatever would have been in the interviews and stuff that she, like, the more, like, personal answers to things, like, that was all sort of in the documentary. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> yes. I'm like, okay, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I've been around this long Yeah, enough. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, next week we'll see. Um, I'm sure she'll be in the news. Uh, Travis Kelsey and her seem to be going strong. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, they're out and about. Out and about. Um, Are you going to try to go see the whatever football game it is? That overlap of interest will never cross me. Like, I will not be watching Taylor's wish just because. Would you go to to the Super Bowl if she performed? No. And you could get a ticket? No, because, I mean, if I could get a ticket for free, like front row, sure. But I wouldn't show up until halfway through. You know what I mean? Like, I just do not care about football. And honestly, I was like, you know, we were watching TV or whatever, and it was like 10 p.m. And Rob's like, oh, well, maybe let's check in on the, you know, ESPN and see if Taylor's on. And I'm like, that game started three hours ago. And he's like, yeah, it's still going. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I cannot, I cannot. Taylor, or you're not Taylor, you're Shelby. Yeah. Shelby, if you, if, if people can go watch a three hour long Taylor Swift concert video, people can watch a three hour football game. I like, know, but I everybody argue there's has less sparkle. There's less dynamic in interactions happening. They're, they're moving inches at a time instead of full stadium tour stages at a time. It's just less compelling to me, but I'm not yucking yeah. their yum. I'm just saying their hair looks just as bad. Wild. You know, it's uh yeah. Anyways. Um, but, okay. What are we doing next week? Is next week Killers of the Flower Moon? I don't remember. Or is something else coming out? I don't know. Killers comes out this weekend. I know that. Oh, perfect. Then, yeah, I want to see that. I... We can talk about the Osage yeah. County. <laughs> or not county. white people. Tribe. I love it. I love Country. That That's the word you. I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. It, I'm not looking forward to that conversation at all. Feel free to skip next week, listeners, if you don't want a repeat of the <laughs> creator episode. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe you can do some learning and growing in the meantime. Like, really in, in, invest in your education around marginalized okay. communities. Okay, sure. Whatever you have to say about that. Um, yeah, we definitely should have ended this a half hour ago on the whatever high note that was. But okay, we'll be back next week to talk about something that is less Taylor Swift adjacent. Possibly, Thank you for listening yeah. to this very long podcast. Um, but still. Thank Only half the length that. of the movie. Yeah, thank you for watching that very long movie, Matt. I uh, I appreciate the sacrifice of your Saturday you know? morning. Yes, thank you. I pat myself on the back. Yeah. On that one. <laughs> okay, bye everybody.